Welcome to Walking with the Archetypes, a podcast with lessons on life, love, and leadership. For more than a decade now, I've obsessively studied the King Warrior Magician Lover Archetypes, what I now call the Masculine Operating System. And in this podcast, I will reveal their secrets. So come now as we translate esoteric teachings into practical keys for how to rise in life. My name is Ivan Figenskevshelum, founder of Men's Initiation Reclaim You in a Throne. And it's time now to head outside and walk with the archetypes. It's Friday! Welcome Friday! And I'm standing here in the woods about to read you a message from Deborah from the Netherlands. Deborah happens to be a member of the women's team on Reclaiming the Throne and she has uh, written this message inside of the podcast community on Telegram, the Telegram channel there. Deborah writes, Hi Ivan, as a woman who works in supporting men and healthy masculinity, I'm really enjoying your podcasts, which you already know. I find myself curious and excited when you talk about the life future you and Michelle are building, since I'm in the process myself of bringing together the visions of my partner and I, envisioning our lives. I wonder if you're open to sharing more about this process for you personally, like what supports both of you to create vision? How are you bringing what you have, what you both have to offer together in a way that makes it bigger without leaving parts of yourself out? Let me read that one more time. How are you bringing what you both have to offer together in a way that makes it bigger without leaving parts of yourself out? I think the question here is something around not losing myself in the we and getting entangled. So having some sort of interdependence, not codependence, not independence, but interdependence. Um, how do you see partnership in relation to your work in the world? I'm discovering that they are so closely related. Alignment seems crucial here. I'm basically interested in anything you feel inspired to share about this topic, as well as the unfolding of the process. I notice there is an alchemical quality of bringing intention and resources, connecting to community and also trusting and surrendering to life. Okay. So, many layers. And I'm going to see if I can address it, how Michelle and I are envisioning our new life. And um, there's also, what does a partnership um, have to do, or how does it play into this work with with men and masculinity, I think, I think is the question. So let me uh, let me start with the second one. Um, so it depends on what kind of role you see for yourself in life. What you'll find is that a lot of people that have some kind of magician role in culture and in the tribe they can often end up being single and rather having a, a, a role as a kind of a priest or a priestess or a, sh a shamanic presence, a counselor of some kind, a guide, a mentor for a lot of people rather than being in relationship deeply with one. Now, so I see a lot of, this is an observation I've made particularly with women, but I do think it's, very true for men as well, is that there's a, it's just a lot of women that are working with men 
in sort of a priestess capacity that are incredibly skillful at guiding men in uh, having beautiful relationships with women and with themselves. But they have no idea how to have a beautiful relationship themselves. And that's because on some level they have uh, created a place for themselves in, in the world as a priestess, as, a, as some sort of modern day priestess. And priestesses, of course, in the old days, weren't really in partnership. They weren't in relationship. They were rather just dancing around on the periphery, being some coveted object of desire or of a certain kind of transformational longing that men had. Maybe women served as oracles. Um, some kind of spiritual counselors, whatever it might be. And so this, the modern version of this is, is very much alive, where you see a lot of intimacy experts online that don't have an intimate relationship. You see a lot of Tantra teachers online that don't have functional relationships, and so on and so forth. This is the idea that we teach what we need, which is very much an alchemical concept. Now the, the concept of teaching what you need to learn has always been a little dissatisfying to me. And I was thinking about this the other day that actually if you're a sovereign person you don't teach what you need to learn. You teach what you have learned. You teach what you have. You give what you have. So you give from a place of com completion, from abundance. That's the, that's the sovereign. And indeed, if, if we're going to... Oh, we have a challenging little slope here. Let's see. Still lots of powdered snow in the woods. As a sovereign, well, you can't really... This is at least how I see it. You can't really be sovereign without being in partnership. I'm just being a hero here for a moment. Hang on. Um, you can't really embody the king without being in relationship with the queen. It doesn't seem to work so well. So that's why I had to come to terms with the fact that as a single man, um, some, some years back when I, I spent a lot of time as a bachelor working on my purpose but not being in an intimate relationship, I just realized this is, this is a bit of a dead end, you know, I'm just going to stay in some magician space for the rest of my life and that's not truly what I wanted because hey fuck, I'm teaching sovereignty, reclaiming the throne and all of that jazz. And so I sent out a very strong intention in my life, in, in my in my social circles that, hey, I'm looking, I'm ready. And, uh, and then after a couple of attempts, uh, after many years of being single, I was with, with one woman that uh, was very much in the priest, priestess role as a chaotic destroyer of hubris. <laughs> a woman that uh, was, uh, 
gifted in many ways and also very painful. A lot of pain for her and for me as a result. But that was a priestess role that sort of burned through my defenses so I could be ready for a real relationship uh, with Michelle. So what I see basically is that we have this MGTOW subculture where men are creating this new world for themselves where they don't need women. I think that's nonsense because they're, they're sort of dooming themselves to a, uh, a life of fragmentation and partiality, being partial being partial as in not being whole. I, I, what I want for, for men is sovereignty. And that is a state of wholeness. And the sovereign man is sovereign precisely because he is in relationship with a sovereign woman, with a queen. This is at the end of reclaiming in a throne, we have an incredibly beautiful, such a beautiful, space where the idea of the trinity the new trinity comes in and it's basically the king and the queen and the divine child without all of these three there is no there is no paradigm of the inner throne there just isn't and theoretically of course the woman or the feminine in, in a man the queen can be in, an internal queen though that's a very idealized notion that I find to be impractical uh, for, for all intents and purposes. That, for me at least, I can't access this unless I'm actually dedicated to an actual person. So in terms of the other one, well, to, to, to have a vision together is of course is a co of course a a process of sharing desires, sharing what's non-negotiable, and also being willing to compromise. Because, of course, relationship is on some level about compromise. Uh, it just, it's just unavoidable. The people that live in the, in the illusion that an intimate relationship is going to be some heavenly experience where I just get every desire met and delivered on a silver platter. Well, get out of here. You know, that's just fucking bullshit. And so as adults, we need to compromise because sometimes I want something that she doesn't want and she wants something that I don't, don't want. And I know this for us, this has been, this has been a bit of a process because my family and background is in Norway. Her family and background is spread across the world, primarily in China and the United States. And so here we are, wading through thick snow, and Michelle is like, is this going to be my life? <laughs> and she's... Are you, are you all in? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to use this podcast as a, as a spell. That makes it impossible for Michelle to to get out of this future timeline as as being a, a a snow queen in Norway. So, 
So I have been the one being very clear of my desires in our relationship. I think I was more ready. So I was the one claiming, I was the one expressing, I was the one leading and initiating. And so then for her, it becomes a little awkward because she didn't quite know what she wanted. And so, so sort of either she goes into some kind of chaotic rebellion against, well, my desire, or she just sort of submits to it. And so that's been hard for her. And then, and then it's been hard for me to not get my wishes met immediately. But of course, I can't expect that. So part, part of the process for me has been to spend eight months, basically, or seven months out of the last eight months of, um, of 2020. Or that I spent basically out of a period of eight months, I spent seven months on my own because of various circumstances in, in Michelle's life. And, um, and that was lonely as fuck, you know, because of COVID-19 and me not being able to see many people. So that was kind of miserable. But at the same time, that's me compromising. I can't just say, oh, be with me, you know. <laughs> this is not how it works. So I think on some level, I don't know who's leading the way in your visioning, Deborah, but I would imagine that you're both contributing. Typically, though, in a normal polarity, it would be the the man is, is listening to is listening to the desires of the woman, like is somehow he's attuned to her, and based on that, he can make a plan that in a way the woman just gets to say yes or no to. And if he he listened well and he's also on board with what he heard, then that that works beautifully. It's it's a nice process. But of course, sometimes. Sometimes in a normal polarity, uh, what the woman wants is, is simply not congruent with what the man wants. And that's, yeah, that's going to be a bit of a challenge. And then uh, Deborah and everyone else listening, we just need to be very clear about, about one thing. is what is absolutely non-negotiable in my life. And if a person that I'm with intimately wants something that I'm in a, a non-negotiable no to, then I have to end the relationship because there is no future. And to stay, stay inside of something like that and hoping the other person changes is, is doomed, is doomed to fail. So then mapping out the non-negotiables and then mapping out the ne negotiables. And then as long as it's negotiable, we can compromise, we can be adaptable, we can do what is required. And also, of course, we need to do the work internally to know what it is actually that we want. And only having the foundation of knowing what I want, can I have a satisfying negotiation with my partner about the future that we're creating, whether it's about, shall we have children or Shall we be entrepreneurs or shall we have a safe job? Where shall we, shall we live? How do we want to raise our kids? So on and so forth. Yeah, map out your non-negotiables. Ensure that you're not having any conflicts over those. And then get clear on what you really want. And then engage over the negotiables and while honoring each other, respecting each other, 
not being too reactive, just connect over those. And I think uh, things are going to turn out just, just beautifully. Not, not without pain and suffering. That's not the goal. But that is going to work out. Okay. My God, look at this. We're, we're wading through whipped cream in the forest. It's like, it's like a big plate of dessert and we just get to just walk into it and open our mouths and just swallow the cream. Yeah, so I'm standing right now in the middle of the woods, obviously, and again, these, these woods only, almost exclusively have uh, spruces in them. And uh, these spruces have, for the most part, lost their... Um, do you call them needles? Pine... Uh, the, the, I think you call them needles. You know what I mean, talking about the green stuff. Yeah, I've lost them. And it's only the, the crowds of the trees that are intact. And so it's, uh, it's like this experience of walking through uh, skeleton, tree skeletons drowning in cream. <laughs> Words that I thought would never come out of my mouth. Okay, well, I wish you a great weekend. Thanks for tuning in. And um, I'll speak to you on Monday. And I hope this was useful to you, Deborah, and everyone else listening. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you for joining me on today's Walking with the Archetypes. It's been a real pleasure to spend this time with you. And don't forget, you're invited to come walk with me every weekday, Monday through Friday. To go deeper with this masculine operating system, head over to MasculineOS.com for a comprehensive free guide.